Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 533 with Andrew O'Brien. Right. So publicity, a lot of people think it's just getting in the news or getting on TV or getting in that magazine. Publicity is how you relate to the public. That's why it's called public relations. It's about does the audience have rapport with you? Do they trust you? Is there a connection? Is there some kind of intimate feeling in between you and your customer? And and that means whether they're a customer now or prospective customer. Do they feel connected to you? That's what public relations is. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. You got to check out Wisetail, a premier learning management system. Wisetail is a forward-thinking training and communication platform built to engage today's workforce. Wisetail is trusted because it grew up alongside some of the most recognized restaurants in the industry. This has helped them shape their products and its functionality through real-world feedback and rigorous testing. Wisetail can help you scale your training initiatives across all locations while empowering your employees to take control of their learning and their professional growth. To learn more, head over to www.wisetail.com slash unstoppable or find the banner in the show notes. And if you use my links, you'll get your first three months free after signing up for a year contract. Again, that's wisetail.com slash unstoppable. Wouldn't it be great if you could play music directly from your Spotify account in your own restaurant without worrying about being pinched by the music police? Well, guess what? With Soundtrack, your brand, you can. Unlike Spotify Premium, YouTube, or Apple Music, Soundtrack, your brand is licensed for business use. And with SoundtrackYourBrand.com, you can import your favorite music from Spotify and share them directly with your guests. This deal typically goes for $26.99, but if you act now, you can get this deal for $19.99 per month per location for life. Get on it. Again, that's soundtrackyourbrand.com or find the banner in the show notes. And with excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Andrew O'Brien. My man, Andrew, are you feeling unstoppable today? I'm always feeling unstoppable. Yes, that's what we like to hear. So Andrew O'Brien is an individual who grew up in less than ideal living conditions and was a past gunner for the U.S. Army. The the trauma he experienced both at home and in the field would result to O'Brien attempting to take his life. Fortunately, it was a failed attempt, and he has since spent his life dedicating uh, his time trying to serve others. Today, O'Brien is the founder of Leveraged Influence, where he claims he can help you get seen around the world without having to lift your finger or learn something new. Uh, I can't wait to kind of learn more about what makes you an authority on this topic. Uh, the topic is going to be PR. You're, you're an expert on public relations and kind of how you got to where you are today. But before we dive into your story and your knowledge, let's get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you got for us, man? You know, there's one quote that I've always said, and I'm, I'm actually going to quote myself, and it's, uh, it's ironic. So here's the quote. You can spend your life quoting the world changers, or you can become the world changer people spend their life quoting. Yes. Andrew O'Brien. Yes, man. I love it. Uh, dive into that quote. Why does it resonate with you? Why do you, why do you like to share that quote? You know, I see so many people, especially being in the entrepreneur space, I watch so many people look up to these big influencers and with with a right, right? They've they've done a lot of work to create the influence and level of brand and name they've been able to create. But I've I've served a lot of these people. I've done publicity for a lot of these big names. And to me, they're just other human beings. There's nothing special, nothing unique about them. They are where I want to be and I can learn a lot from them. I, I mean, no disrespect to it. But I don't believe that anyone in this world is above me. Uh, and I, I believe that we all have the same opportunities, same same possibilities. And some of us can choose to be the sheep that follow. And some of us can be the wolves that lead. 
And I've always wanted to be the wolf that yeah. leads. I love it, man. I kind of believe that we all kind of have our own unique genius. And it's our job to get out there and to live to discover it. And I think some people, we all look at other people and we, we wish we had what other people had. Uh, but those people didn't get to where they are wishing they had other what other people had. They just did what they do. And they found their land. They found their vertical. And they excelled. Uh, and if you want that same lifestyle, you got to get out there. And you got to experience life. You got to find your vertical. You got to find your genius. So great way to get started. Get out there and uh, just do it man um awesome stuff so dive into your story what makes you you uh kind of what why should we we be listening to you as an authority on the topic of pr yeah yeah so i'll do i'll I'll do a brief two minute overview and we can just dive in wherever you want to go down whatever rabbit hole you want to go down if that sounds good sure i dig it perfect so here's here's my two minute overview My name is Andrew O'Brien. I was born and raised in the Dallas-Fort Worth area of Texas. I was actually raised by a prostitute mother. My mother, my birth mother was a prostitute. It wasn't, I don't say that to be mean or hateful. That was just the life that she chose. She had sex with a lot of men. I witnessed a lot of sexual acts from a very young age. I was raised in motel rooms, trailer parks, apartments, cars, wherever we could find a roof. Uh, We didn't get fed very well when I got you know, canned food drives always went to our house. We had churches that would give us Christmas presents, that type of lifestyle. I uh, escaped my childhood, got away from her by joining the army, spent four years in the army. I served as an 88 Mike, which is actually a truck driver. But during my deployment to Iraq, I spent 12, the, that 12 month period, nine of those 12 months as a lead gunner. And that, what that means for those of you not in the military and never served in the military means my job was to sit on top of a truck with a 50 caliber machine gun and stop bad guys. Um, I got through that deployment, made it home. Uh, during that deployment, it was the best I'd ever felt in my life, most purpose, most driven, most responsibility I'd ever been given, uh, only to have it stripped away within 48 hours. All of a sudden, my, my purpose, my meaning was gone. And, and I, I just felt like a failure. I felt bored with my life. So a year later, I actually tried to take my own life. And it wasn't, it was more because of childhood situations coming back to light and, uh, and just not feeling like I had a purpose in this world anymore. And so I tried to take my own life and took over 120 pills in less than two minutes. I woke up in the ICU, uh, luckily survived it and went on to share my story with the world. And I shared my story about how I attempted to take my own life and succeeded and failed, which meant I succeeded. Uh, and took control of my life. And uh, during that time, my mom was actually charged with murder, shot her husband point blank in the head while he was sleeping. Then she asked me to help uh, frame his ex-wife for the murder, which I said no to. I decided to testify against her in court when she tried to pin the murder on my brother, all at the same time while I'm traveling around the world speaking on military bases about suicide prevention. So it was because of the media and the fact that the media was doing my story prior to my mom. So I'm not talking about the story with my mom. But I got seen on over 70 global media outlets because of my work with the military, my suicide prevention talks, and being seen in the news is what led to the career that I was able to build, became one of the most requested speakers by the United States Army, given awards by Congress, speaking at the White House, traveling the world to Okinawa and South Korea and Hawaii and Alaska and all across the United States to speak on stages and even Russia. So it's because of publicity that I was able to create the career uh, that I was able to build. So let's stop there. Uh, I think the story kind of continues as from that point. But one thing, this is not really, this has nothing to do with PR. This is just me being straight up curious. Uh, the whole idea of nature versus nurture and no offense. I don't mean to be offensive, but your whole, uh, nurture situation was kind of fucked up. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't think of any other way to explain that, but you exist today to serve, to help other people. What is it about you that, you know, being somebody who had all this negative influence as a young person, as a, uh, a young adult, uh, to a point where you, you try to take your own life and what, what switch, what is it about you that you believe, uh, what's going on inside Andrew O'Brien that makes you not such a trashy person after all these experiences you had? And I'm sorry if that seems really blunt and straightforward, but oh no, I, I love it. I right? have no other so way I to used say to it. Be a really horrible person. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to say that I wasn't, I was a very angry person, very miserable, very, uh, way into drugs. I, I was making a lot of bad decisions, okay. obviously with the life I came from, I, I turned to negative things to try to overcome that and ignore it. What changed me, uh, was watching my son be born. My very first child be born is is what created this new human inside of me uh, that that wanted to create a life for my children that I never got to experience this a was, life that I was always jealous of a life that I only saw in the movies. This was after you tried to take your life. 
Yeah. How much time elapsed from uh, almost taking your life to having your, your child? I'm curious. Uh, let's see. I, I attempted to take my own life in 2010 and my son was born in 2014. Okay. So about four years. So what was that journey from, and again, we're here to talk about PR, but again, I feel like your story is very inspirational and uh, I'm sure there's other people out there. The restaurant industry is tough. People are up against it. There's a lot of issues with drugs and alcohol in our industry. And I just want to look to you as kind of not just somebody to learn about PR, but also to kind of pull ourselves out of the shit. So what, what was happening? How did you, I mean, you had the second shot at life, what was going on in your head? Take us into that moment, into your psyche. Yeah, you know, you know, it all really changed. So I became a better person when my son was born, but it all really changed the moment I woke up in that hospital. Uh, I had a catheter in me. I had all these machines connected to me. They had pumped my stomach full of coal. Uh, it was, I, I was asleep. I was out during all of this because they couldn't get me to wake up. And it was when I woke up with all these machines connected to me, it was in that moment, I had this moment of clarity, like, thank God that I'm still alive, right? I was thankful that I'm still here. But the most important part was I realized uh, I was 22, 21, 21 when I tried to take my own life, uh, or maybe 22. I don't know what age, okay. whatever age I was in 2010. Ballpark, we got it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was young, right? And I've realized that I have so much more life to live. And something when I woke up, what I realized is I have two options in my life. I can be the victim or I can be the victor. And really, it's not up to anyone else besides me. I can sit here and hate my mommy for the rest of my life and I can blame her for all my problems and all my issues, but that's not going to do anything for me. It's not going to move my life forward. I'm not going to be where I want to be. So for me, what I use is uh, anger has always motivated me, right? Anger is my motivation. So I like feeling anger uh, in specific ways, right? So uh, my childhood angers me to the point where it motivates me and it drives me to make sure that my children and, and myself, it, to know that I have control. It's kind of like I can prove to this world that I'm not that white trash kid that I was meant to be based on the lifestyle that I had growing up. Okay. So the nugget that I'm, I'm pulling from this uh, portion of your story is that we all have a choice. And I think a lot of people in the restaurant industry, when things aren't going their way, they look outside of themselves to find any excuse possible for, you know, to, to excuse why they're not being successful. Right. And they just start blaming outside reasons. But the truth is it's on you. You have a choice. Don't be a victim. Get out there and take control. Be proactive, not reactive and take control of your life. And I think that's the lesson that we can draw from your story up to this point. Any, uh, want to reflect on that? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing here for me is that's exactly it. And it's also being willing to admit when you fucked up, right? Like that's, I think that's the hugest thing is I think a lot of us, it is so much easier to blame other people for our own mistakes or our own issues. Uh, when in reality we are grown adults It's up to us, right? Mm -hmm. So I think what's more important, whether you're in the restaurant industry or any business for that matter is being able to look in the mirror and be like, I, I screwed that one up. Like that one was my bad. That was my fault. I need to fix it. And I think that's a, a lot easier said than done. Yes. So uh, moving forward uh, with the timeline, uh, you uh, start getting all this publicity uh, from the, the U.S. government uh, news uh, about your story and, and what, you, what you went through and who you are today or who you, who, who you were then going through this transformation. Uh, take it from there. Yeah. So it was what I realized is if I wanted to get on these military bases, if I wanted to take this speaking career to the next level, people need to know who I was. Right. And I heard about Facebook advertising. I heard about marketing. And we've heard about everything that every single one person that's listened to this interview has heard about. And I always I always do things differently. I, I believe in taking a different route. Right. Because one, I didn't have any money. So I didn't have money to do a bunch of Facebook advertising or get my story out that way. So I was trying to figure out what's the freeway. And I got my first interview at Fox News Austin on TV. And they did an interview about me. I'd written like this little 32-page guide um, about how to, how to deal with PTSD because a lot of my issue was PTSD prior to the military, not even just during the military. Um, and so I wrote the little 32-page guide. I sent out a pitch to the local Fox News. They did an interview with me. Next thing I know, I sent out a pitch to the Austin American Statesman, which is a local newspaper. And they did an interview with me, but it ended up landing front page and an entire spread on the inside of the newspaper. And what happens is when there's an intriguing story, what, there's this thing called associate, Associated Press. And what they do is they pick up a story and they spread it out across the, across the world. 
Uh, well, my story got picked up by the Associated Press, made it across the world. I ended up front page on this specific magazine called Stars and Stripes, which is a magazine that they give or a, a newspaper that goes out on all military bases. And the military bases heard about me from the front page of Stars and Stripes. And next thing I know, my career took off and I started getting invited to speak at military bases around the world. Okay. So what was your mission at this time? Just to kind of paint that complete picture. What were you trying to, how are you trying to change the world? What was the story? Yeah. You know, I, I was trying to figure out where I fit in ever since I got out of the military and I couldn't figure it out. I had a bunch of different jobs, done a bunch of different things. I've been an entrepreneur since I was like eight. Right. So I've always known that I was meant to be an entrepreneur. Just never knew what to do. Tried the whole MLM world. That didn't work out well for me. Uh, like it doesn't for most people. And I ended up seeing, I woke up one morning, it's February of 2013. I saw in the news about the suicide numbers in the veteran space. This is when it first came out that 22 veterans were taking their own life every day. Uh, and this was, when I saw it, it clicked. It, like it just snapped in my head. Like this is what I was meant to do. This is why I'm still alive. This is why I was kept alive is because I was meant to change this. I was meant to have an impact on this world. I was meant to stop these people from taking their own life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's when it all clicked to me. And that's when I decided to write the book and get the media. Okay. So the reason why I wanted you to get into the mission is because I feel like it's not enough just to get out there and go through the motions to promote yourself. You need a mission, right? Uh, and I don't want to like take your spotlight, but you need a mission that's, that's worth sharing. That, that right. people are going to get behind. Um, so I'm going to share something with you that just recently happened, uh, an interview I had that actually went live. There, I think there's only one interview separating when this goes live and uh, the, the, the interview I'm talking about. And one of my guests, Chef Greg Denton, said that the best publicist out there is yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. It sounds like you kind of have that same mentality or that's the approach you took getting out there hustling to, to get the story out there. Is that safe to say? Do you agree with that statement? Yeah, I mean, definitely, because no one can sell your story the way that you can. No one can sell the mission the way that you can. Sure, a publicist works if you want to spend thousands of dollars on very minimal results, but no one can ever share your message or your mission the way that you can. Mm. So I'll be honest, um, I'm a, I was a little, when I started doing research, the the idea of getting a publicist on the show um, I get a little weird with publicists, especially somebody who's constantly researching successful restaurateurs, trying to find people to make an example of. I've noticed that there's a shit ton of fluff out there. There's a lot of BS articles out there, and I don't even look into the media anymore when trying to find guests for the show. I just talk to people within the industry and say, who do you admire? Who do you respect? Who who would you go to for advice as a mentor? And that's how I, I find my content. Um, so what do you what do you have to say about what I just shared with you? You know, what you said is publicity, right? That is public relations because what you're trying to figure out is how to get people on the show that your audience cares about. And what you have to understand is you are a media outlet, right? So you are thinking the exact same way Fox News thinks, the same way Entrepreneur Magazine thinks, the same way Forbes thinks. What they want is to get people and interview people that their audience wants to hear from, right? So publicity, a lot of people think it's just getting in the news or getting on TV or getting in that magazine. Publicity is how you relate to the public. That's why it's called public relations, yes. right? Because it has so much more than just getting that feature. It's about, does the audience have rapport with you? Do they trust you? Is there a connection? Is there some kind of intimate feeling in between you and your customer? And, and that means whether they're a customer now or a prospective customer, do they feel connected to you? That's what public relations is. Okay. So, um, you shared some talking points with me. We're going to dive. We're going to rifle through these talking points to make sure we cover uh, everything. And maybe we'll, we'll diverge as we go. But the first thing you wrote, one thing that you said we should talk about is what is a publicity stunt and how a restaurant can use these uh, to serve themselves. So dive into what that is. Yeah. You know, a lot of people hear publicity stunt and they think something negative, right? They think, oh, this is negative. This is something that's not uh, they think that it has a negative connotation to it. But the reality is it's not negative. It's just doing something that the local media will care about because as a restaurant, what you want to do is you want to get on local media right now. I believe all restaurants should also get national exposure. I'll use an example. There's a restaurant here in Austin called Frank's bar Franklin's barbecue. And it's like the one place that you're supposed to go when you visit Austin, they've been on the travel channel, the discovery channel. They've been on, you know, those foodie shows. They've been on that international and national media exposure, which is good. So if you're a restaurant that wants to become that tourist stop, you know, publicity is what's going to help that happen. 
Um, but when you first start in publicity, you want to start local. You can't just like open a restaurant and go after CNN. It doesn't work that way, right? You got to build your way up to that. So if you want to go after local media, they're not just going to do a show about a new restaurant that opened in the area unless you're a town of like 300. Right. So what they what you want is you want to stunt. You want to be able to put on some type of event. Maybe you feed all the homeless people in the city for a day. Like just make a day uh, your grand opening being a day where you're inviting all homeless people into your restaurant to be served. No charge, no tips expected. And yes, you're going to take a hit. Yes, you're going to take a financial hit. But again, it's about making that big explosion of an opening, making people aware of what you're doing and more importantly, making them feel like they care about your restaurant. Because if you're just another restaurant opening down the road, okay, big deal. I might take my girl out there for a date night one day. Uh, but if you're doing something where you're benefiting the local community and you're really becoming part of that community, it changes the entire perspective and gets people to want to eat at your restaurant versus your competitors. I love it. So when you say the word stunt, really it's just an intentional action to get in front of certain people or to engage, to develop a relationship with a certain amount of people. And I think even you say go local, uh, go to your local uh, publicist. I think it even starts on a smaller scale from that of just going to uh, an event where other successful restaurateurs are at and start networking with these other successful net. net like it's all about the relationships, right? And surrounding mm-hmm. yourself with other successful people and building those relationships and then getting invited to these events. And then, you know, you keep on showing up at these events. Like you say, eventually somebody's going to pick it up, right? Right. Yep. And the biggest thing here is when you're going after local media, you don't need a publicist. You just need to contact the actual reporter at the local Fox news, the local ABC, the local business journal, whoever it is that you're going after. The biggest thing here is you want to make it newsworthy, right? If you want to be in the media as a restaurant, if you want to get media exposure, you have to make it something that's worthy of getting that media exposure. Okay, cool. Um, One other thing that is like, I think a little kind of caveat that I want to throw in here before moving on to the next bullet you shared with me. Uh, it takes time to to do all these things, right? And a lot of people might, might be listening to this, like, I don't have the time to go uh, participate in all these events and shoot up emails like these these reporters and try to get myself in front of somebody. Yeah, it does take time. And if you have, if you feel like you can't get away from your business, really pay attention. I think the first step is developing those systems, those processes, those procedures, so you don't have to be in your business all the time. So if you feel like you can't get away, then you really got to work on those systems so you can start working on your business. This is an example of how you work on your business by creating opportunities to get in front of the right media, right? Yeah. If you're too busy to grow your business, then you don't own your business. Your business owns you. Cool. I just wanted to throw that in there. I felt like it was worth it. So understanding the right media outlet for your restaurant. What do you mean by that? So the most important thing is people think, okay, I just want to get on TV. I don't care where it is. Just get me on TV. But when you're a restaurant, you got to think about who is your clientele, right? Is Are the people that are going to come to your restaurant, are they, are they the millennial crowd, right? Is it like a new pop fusion place with a really artistic feel to it? More of like a millennial type of generation that would come eat at your restaurant. Or is it more of a family-friendly restaurant where it's more about take your kids there, go spend some time together, uh, you know, get unplugged for a minute? Or is it more of a restaurant about, you know, a luxurious restaurant, like a date night restaurant where it's not a restaurant you take your kids to. You take your spouse there. You go there for Valentine's Day or anniversaries or you go there for really expensive business meetings. Or So understand that wherever your whatever restaurant your whatever audience your restaurant serves is going to tell you what media outlets that you need to be on if you're going after the millennial generation they're not watching fox news so there's really no point in getting on fox news right i would focus on going after the blogs that those local millennials read or listen to or local podcasts or local meetups whatever it is finding a way to connect to that millennial generation if it's family friendly then maybe like midday Fox News or ABC because that's when the, the housewives are at home taking care of the kids. Um, and so those are the ones, right? The, the woman always picks the restaurant. So you want to get in front of them at a time where they're paying attention. Maybe the kids are down for a nap. They're watching TV. Uh, or if you're going after business, if you're going after business meetings or a luxurious restaurant, then you want to go after more of business-related business journals, business publications. So understand that, not all media outlets is going to be the right media outlet for you. Be intentional on going yeah. after the ones 
that your audience is paying attention to. And I think this whole like journey of being intentional starts way back before you even open your restaurant. Who am I? What are my values? Who's my demographic? What's my brand? Getting that clarity of taking that time to really develop your personal brand, what your core values are, what what demographic you're going to be serving and going through those motions. This helps you live intentionally. So now you can target the people you want to get in front of to start getting uh, this media. So uh, yeah, we've, we've talked about the importance of brand living intentionally, uh, working for other people to find out what really matters to you instead of just opening a, a, a restaurant and, you know, for the, the sake of opening a restaurant, like be intentional, awesome mm-hmm. stuff, uh, finding the right person to pitch, get into that. All right. So here's, here's another little nugget. I'm going to drop here, please. Number one, never, ever, ever send a pitch to news tips at localnewsmediastation.com. All right. So every media is going to have that bulk email, like that, that email address, newsroom, news tip, news at whatever.com. Don't ever send a, a pitch there because it's a waste of your time. You're not going to get an interview that way. The most important thing is one, First step is finding the right media outlet, which means the media outlet that your specific audience are paying attention to. Step two is finding the right person at the outlet, which means you don't use that generic email. Go and find the actual contact. So if you go to like your local Fox News, let's say you want to be on Fox News, you can go to your local Fox News, you go to the contact button, there's going to be news tips at localfox.com. Don't send an email there. What you click is you click the button that says our team and find the team and then send a pitch to one of those reporters. The best way of doing this, which reporter is you look into their bios. Every single one of them has a bio. Find one that you think attracts uh, or connects closest to your restaurant, your audience, your mission, because in their bio, they'll talk about what they care about, what they've gone through, what they like to talk about. Find the one that you believe is going to connect most with your message and pitch that person. Don't send one to news tips at blank.com. So the next thing we discuss is uh, right and wrong ways to pitch. So what is the right way versus the wrong way to pitch? You know, I'm going to ask you this. Whenever you go and you want someone to visit your restaurant, uh, I'm asking your audience this. When you go and you want someone to visit your restaurant, do you just go up to some stranger you've never met before and start talking about yourself and start talking about how awesome you are and how, how cool your new restaurant is? Or do you start asking them questions? Hey, what kind of food do you like to eat? Hey, what... You know, when you go out on date nights, what type of restaurant do you like to take your wife or your husband to, right? So you you get to know more about them before you start talking about yourself. Look at publicity as a dating, right? You don't go up to some girl at the bar and start talking about yourself. That's not the best way to get a date. You go up and you start asking them questions, start talking about them. Hey, I noticed that you're wearing this type of dress. I'm assuming you have a professional uh, job. What, what do you do for a living? Do you enjoy it? What made you want to do that, right? So when we're pitching the media, when you're pitching that specific reporter, send an email that proves that you know who they are, right? So it's talk about them first. Hey, I noticed you just got a recent promotion. Hey, I noticed that you've gone through so many media outlets. I've noticed you've worked at these different places. I've noticed you've been given these types of awards. I think that's amazing. And then get into the pitch, but don't just go guns blazing, like straight into the pitch. It's like going guns blazing to some stranger at a bar, right? You you want to work your way up to it. Don't just talk about yourself. Yeah, I think uh, this is where we can take the the title of public relations literally, and it's about relationships. It's mm-hmm. about building relationships with your community, and uh, I think you know, it's about being human, right? Yeah. And I think we've gotten to a place and. I'll be frank, like I really can't stand publicists uh, mm-hmm. because, and I'm not bragging, but I've gotten to the point Restaurant Unstoppable is, is becoming successful and I don't want to jinx it, I'm knocking on wood right now, uh, but I get multiple emails a week from people wanting to get their clients in front of me and they just pitch. They're like, here's why we're so great. I'm like, I don't know you. I don't trust you. Like, I don't know what your agenda is. Uh, mm-hmm. Offer to send me a book or something where I can educate myself on this person's work. Don't just tell me they're the best. They're the guru. I can't stand when I see the title guru. And I'm like, oh, yeah. oh you know what I mean? Uh, what are you thinking as I'm sharing this with you? You know, this is a regular occurrence, right? So this is why it's so easy to get on the news is because all you have to do is do it differently than everybody that's doing it to you right now. Because that's how everybody does it. I used to have a, an actual agency. I don't do agency work anymore, but I used to have an agency. And I hired previous editors from Entrepreneur Magazine. I hired previous producers from ABC. I had people that worked in the media, and they showed me the pitches that they would get. 
while they were at those jobs. And it was just ridiculous. It was all about the person. It was all about how awesome they are, how awesome their client is. It didn't talk to them. They, they had no connection. They, they just jumped right into a pitch. And I, I think everybody wants to feel like they're human, not to feel like they're a one-night stand that you're just using to get that backlink to your client's website, and that's it, right? Yeah. So that, it, that's why PR is so easy. All you have to do is do it differently than everybody else is doing it. And like, I'll, I'll get the – usually it starts with, hey, Eric, uh, love the podcast. Uh, like, and it's like one line about like why my podcast is so great. Mm-hmm. And I'm always so tempted to be like, oh, really? Like, which was your favorite episode? And like, why? You know, because I, I you can just tell that they're just they're doing kind of what you say, but you can tell mm-hmm. that it's not genuine. It's it, that they're just going through the motions to, oh, you, like you have a restaurant podcast and love, you, you know. So how do you, what advice do you have for uh, making it more personal other than yeah, just you, doing the, the work to really get to know that person? You dive in deep, right? And yeah. the reason no one does is because everybody wants to automate everything. It's a lot and of the work. One thing you can't automate in the world is relationships. Yes. You cannot automate that. Dude, so I'm loving this. When, when it comes to publicity, I, whenever I read a, a bio of a reporter on a news site that I want to pitch, I don't stop there. I go to LinkedIn because LinkedIn is like their resume. I can learn everything about them. I can learn things that they don't write in that bio. And I go when I research more about them. What college did they go to? What awards have they been given? What media outlets have they worked at? How fast have they earned their promotions? What do they care about? Like a good pitch in PR should take about 30 to 45 minutes for one pitch, right? Because I used to have a team. I tell them if they pitch more than 10 times in a day, they need to tell me how they are capable of doing that. Because if you are doing your job well, there's no way you should be sending out more than 10 pitches in a day because there's so much research and work that goes in to each individual pitch. The people that are emailing you are doing the spray and pray method. I call it the spray and pray. You close your eyes with a machine gun and just start shooting, hoping you hit something. Yeah. I do the sniper method. I do the method where it's very targeted. You do some deep research, deep reconnaissance, and you send out a well thought out, well well written, meaningful. Hit. So yeah. that's how it is. Oh, I love this dude. You're giving us great stuff. Okay, so uh, the next bullet we got to hit on is uh, turning the exposure into revenue generating. Sorry, into a revenue generating tool. So dive into that. How do we turn this exposure into revenue as a restaurant? I mean, I, I can kind of I'm kind of familiar with how. Uh, media people do it like myself uh creating a course or something like that or upselling to a an ebook but the restaurant industry i feel like is a little unique um so how how do you convert for restaurants so here's the deal a lot of people think that okay if i get on the news i'm gonna make all this money and i'm gonna tell you right now if you get on the news you probably won't make any more money than you're making right now all right so organic results are very minimal when it comes to media exposure it just doesn't happen mm-hmm. all right because when people are watching Fox News, they don't just all of a sudden decide they're going to buy whatever you're selling or come to your restaurant. It brings brand awareness, which is great, right? But as far as actual like ROI, how do you track the return on investment in PR? Is you actually have to create the return on investment. And what you do, here's a strategy just basic to understand it. What you do is you run a Facebook ad. And in that Facebook ad, you leverage you on the TV, right? You on that TV show, you on that local magazine publication, you on that newspaper, whatever. You you leverage that, you target your specific audience. And what that does is people are more likely to convert on that Facebook ad because it's not you talking about yourself. You're using earned media. You're using third-party endorsements, which is going to create a higher conversion rate. It's going to bring in more people because again, I can sit here and tell you how awesome of a publicist I am or I can have Russell Brunson, Frank Kern, Caleb Maddox, Mike Dillard, Onyx and Gall, all these big name people tell you about it, right? Are you going to listen to me? Or are you going to listen to the big names, right? So I talk about use that third-party endorsement, combine it with your online marketing to get more people to actually take action and come to your restaurant. Become the distribution channel. Don't just expect the media to distribute your piece all over the place. Like, for example, most people get on the news, they'll share it once on Facebook and be done. Every time I'm on the news, I have an ad running every day bringing attention to that news article. Mm-hmm. And I, I spend a dollar a day, right? A dollar a day. But on Facebook video views, you pay about one to two cents per video view. So every day, about 100 people are seeing me in the news that didn't know who I was before at a dollar a day. So you don't have to spend a crap load it's of money. Of coffee. 
you just have it continuing to go. All right. I'm loving this conversation. We got to take a quick break to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back. Your job as a restaurant owner or manager is to paint a picture of the job done right and to empower your employees with the tools and knowledge they need to excel. This is why you need to check out Wisetail, a premier learning management system trusted by our industry's most recognized names. With Wisetail, quickly scale your training initiatives across all locations, empower your employees to take control of their own learning and professional growth, foster communication and engagement through their integrated training and communication tools and ensure long-term scalable success with the help of their best in-breed client experience team. They'll take you from goal setting and implementation to ongoing strategy and best practices training to make sure you maximize your ongoing investment in your training and your programs. And if you use my links, you'll get your first three months free after signing up for a year contract. Again, that's wisetail.com slash unstoppable. Or find the banner in the show notes. Finally, a simple, affordable, and legal way to share the music that best represents your brand. It's called Soundtrack Your Brand. Get access to soundtracks tailored for any business. Side note, studies have shown that playing the right music can impact your sales. Do you have questions about what that right music is? Soundtrack Your Brand can help you there too. Here's a fun fact. I'm sure a lot of you out there listening to this already have a Spotify account. Well, you can take playlists from your account and import them directly into SoundtrackYourBrand.com. And my guests are always saying on the show that their restaurants are an extension of their own personal brand. Well, so isn't your music. And now you can marry these things together legally. Unlike Spotify, YouTube, or Apple Music, Soundtrack Your Brand is licensed for business use. Skip the hassle of ASCAP and BMI because with Soundtrack Your Brand, it's already included. You can even schedule music for the whole week and adapt the music for each day part. Typically, this deal goes for $26.99 per month, but if you act now before the end of August, you can get this deal for $19.99 per location per month for life. Again, that's SoundtrackYourBrand.com or find the banner in the show notes. So I kind of want to expound a little bit more on this idea of turning exposure into revenue generating tools. I think as uh, this, this world of the internet that we live in uh, continues to expand more and more professionals and other professional verticals like rest, like restaurant tours are going to start using the internet to break off and create other channels of revenue. Like whether it's a, a cookbook is an a, a obvious example, or now what you're going to start seeing is a lot of people who are considered the best at what they do, whether it's baking or charcuterie or whatever special skill they have, they're going to start creating courses to teach people how to do what they do. I think that's a new vertical that hasn't quite caught on yet, but it's on the verge of catching on. You're seeing it with Chef, chef Steps, uh, with all these chefs kind of teaching uh, home cooks how to cook. But I think professional chefs are going to start teaching other professional chefs how to do this. And I think this, what we're talking about, is a perfect way to become an authority, right? To, to, to get media, to be an authority on a topic. Do you want to kind of talk about the possibilities there and how we could be using uh, these, these uh, tactics yeah, so I definitely want to want to touch on that, right? So the biggest thing here is everybody wants to be an influencer. Everybody wants to be that subject matter expert, right? But the most important thing right now is if you want that, if, if this is a route that you're looking at going, if you want to look at expanding your revenue, right? Because right now when you have a physical restaurant, you, you're going to cap. You're going to cap it out at something. And so you have to you know open a new restaurant, open another location, hire more team members, when you get to this digital world, this is why I'm only in the digital world now, because I can travel everywhere. I can be anywhere. I can do whatever I want. I can live the life that I want, and I can make really, really good money doing it. If you're looking at even considering this, you want to start building that that authority now. You want to start becoming the subject matter expert. For example, when I was those three years of me getting that 70 global media outlets, I became the subject matter expert that they would turn to every time that veteran suicide came I was in the world. They would ha- send a car to pick me up to take me to some satellite studio to do a live interview with me on MSNBC, on Al Jazeera, on Huffington Post, what, whatever media outlet it was. They had me become that subject matter expert they turned to. And that if you want to become that person that sells those books, that becomes that authority, you want to start building that subject matter expert you know, right now. And in order to become an SME in the media, 
It's all about humans. It's all about relationships. It's all about becoming that reliable source they can turn to in a moment's notice to give them what they want. And as you start talking about how it's all about humans and we're learning as businesses got to the point where we thought that being successful was all about being as big as possible and doing as many transactions as possible. It was a numbers game, but we're realizing that now there's a lot of opportunity with being as human as possible and uh, resonating with the emotions and making it as uh, just real as possible. And one of the things I wanted to discuss is uh, making a mission worth living. You're seeing a lot of social, uh, uh, what's the word, like social entrepreneurs or uh, socially driven, like social change driven restaurants where the restaurant doesn't exist to serve food to people, but it exists for a higher purpose to, to, to create awareness around, uh, uh, inmates that are having trouble or, or ex inmates who are having trouble getting jobs. And it's, it's a social movement to, uh, to serve a higher cause. And when your restaurant exists to serve a higher cause, now you can get super pinpointed when you're going after these certain people that are going to be interested in a story like that. Do you want to, does that strike a vein with you at all? Oh man, something like that would be so easy to sell to the media when there's so much more than just another Tex-Mex restaurant opening in Texas. Right. So it's like, if there if there's a mission behind it that something like that would be so easy to get massive media exposure behind because it's new it's different it's unique it's a it's a it's an interesting angle right yeah. so uh, on top of that i also think that i'm i'm going to take this a different route and we can jump back to this if you want to but i think when it comes to public relations and you're talking about social entrepreneurship also understand that i think a great way to build a business to build a a a regular following, a regular client base that comes into your restaurant all the time is to make it an event place. Make it a place for people to connect because here's what's going on right now. People miss people, right? We miss interacting in person with human beings. Today, it's so hard to make friends, like real friends. I I have two, almost 3,000 Facebook friends. Most of them aren't my actual friends, right? So it's like right now, Conferences are a big thing. Events are a big thing. Meetups are a big thing because people miss people. Mm -hmm. People miss interacting face-to-face, person-to-person, having beers together. So if your restaurant could make it to where every Tuesday night is uh, mom's night, right, where all the moms get to come out without their kids, without their husbands, you you provide a couple of free bottles of wine and just let the moms hang out and have a nice meetup together. And then Thursday nights is dad's night, right? Where it's like all the dads come out and grab some beer, you put on some football and, and it just, if you make it to your restaurant, every day has a group. It's a day meant for a group of people to escape their life, to unplug, to get a break from their kids, to get a break from their spouse, to just go and be around people who understand them. You can create a whole new type of restaurant that the media would love and the people, the community would love. I love it. And one other thing I wanted to dive into that I picked up from some of the other interviews that you did with other folks is this idea of complete transparency, of sharing your story, of being vulnerable. And the, the, the more dirt on yourself that you can give up, the better which is counterintuitive. You, you know a lot of PR agencies that are out there trying to polish you and shine you under the best light. Why do you think that's not the right approach of being fluffed, of being polished? And why is being raw, authentic, and real, even to the point where giving up your deepest, your deepest darkest secrets are, is a good thing? Why is that? You know, we live in a community that's now all about false truth, which means it's all about making – with social media, our lives look like they're so much better than oh what they God. truly are. I right? None of us Instagram. go on to Facebook, <laughs> at least most of us. I, I can't say none. <laughs> I block the people I do go on and do this. Most of us, it just pissed me off. Or I, my kids are just – I hate them right now, right? So like none of us go on and are fully transparent on social media. It's always the highlights, right? It's the highlight reel of our life. Yeah. Here's this awesome thing going on. I just got married or look, I just had a baby or look here's how this cool awesome I am. food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? So we all make it look like we live this wonderful, perfect life because it's, social media is the highlight reel of our lives. We don't share the, the negative, right? But when I'm talking about transparency – I don't mean negative. I just mean being honest about what you've been through, what you've gone through, what you've experienced. Like my story about trying to kill myself. Do you know how many people would hide that and try to you know, make that a secret or the fact that my mom was a prostitute or she's in jail for murder for the next 60 years? Like this isn't things that people go around talking about every day. And that's why if anyone is still listening to this interview for the past you know, hour, it's because 
that intrigued them. The first part intrigued them because I came on and I was honest about something. So the reason that it works now is because if you're lying, it's just white noise like everybody else. Now, in order to stand out, all you have to do is tell the truth. Yeah. And really, at the end of the day, when you're when you're vulnerable, when you when you turn over and you expose your belly, uh, it makes you trustworthy. It mm-hmm. has this ability when you give all of your de- your deepest, darkest secrets up you have nothing like what, what else is there? Like people are going to trust you because they, they know that you're willing to get vulnerable and real and raw. And when you can do that and you can earn trust and the power, the speed of trust is so, so important. Uh, and just, I don't know why we, we shy away from the truth. It's, you know, I don't well, know. You know, I, I call it the M and M effect or the eight mile. Yeah, effect. Yeah. Yeah. Right? If you, if you look at M and M, what he does is he just calls himself out on everything, so you're left with nothing to talk about. Yeah, right. right? So got, that's I call it the Eminem effect. Yeah. Um, okay. I think we hit most of the, the the things I wanted to discuss today. I can't. I wasn't expecting this interview to go beyond 40 minutes. To be completely frank, but I really enjoyed talking to you, and I think there were, there's a lot of uh, side nuggets to, to pull from this, today's conversation. Uh, before we do say goodbye, um, you teach everything you know and you you're running some really cool programs right now um so why don't you get into that in case some people want to to you know take this the next step to learn more to be their own publicist or take it from there yeah so we have we have an online course where we actually teach you step by step how to get your own publicity right so we i've done it for myself i've been on over 70 global media outlets uh for myself we've done it for our clients we've gotten our clients on over 100 national and international media outlets uh, we've had our students, which results in thousands of interviews uh, that they've gotten by using our exact process step by step. So we've taught that. Now, as a restaurant owner, we know that the majority of you aren't going to be publicists, right? You don't want to be a publicist, but you want to get on the news. So what we did is we took this training and we actually connect you with a third party company that will provide you with an intern that will give you 40 hours of work a month for $50 a month total, right? So you get an intern who's actually going, you buy the course, you get the intern through the third-party company, you have the intern go through the course, they turn to my team for support through our Facebook group, and now you have your own in-house publicist 40 hours a month for the next three months getting you media exposure. You didn't have to learn it then. That's really cool. And I love this approach, uh, just listening to that. I I believe a lot in... We, our purpose in life is is to, to share as much information as possible and to create as much opportunities for other people as possible. When I hear this approach that you're taking of of taking everything you know, uh, giving it not giving away but making it available at a really reasonable cost for your students. Uh, now you're not only giving them the information, the knowledge they need to be successful, but you're also funneling them uh, potential uh, future clients, right? Or I don't know what happens after the the month of this internship if you know, can they choose to continue to work with these, these small businesses? How does that work? Yeah. So if the small business comes in to do publicity, to learn to do publicity for themselves, they can get an intern to this third-party company. After three months, they can decide this person was awesome. I'm going to keep them on board and start paying them hourly. Or you can decide this, you know, I want a different intern and you get a whole new re- intern for the next three months. That's done through a third-party company. But what you're talking about is our certified partners. So there's two different types of people that take our course. There's the restaurant owner who just wants to learn how to do publicity for themselves, or there's the marketing agency who wants to add publicity as a service, right? So if they want to offer publicity as a service, then they have to start paying. Uh, they, they pay more to get the course because they get more access to more tools and we funnel them leads who don't want to learn the skill and they just want to hire someone to do it for them. Okay. So the people listening to this can take either one of those avenues. If you head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash PR, you can find those links right there. I'll make sure they're clearly identified and uh, you can connect over uh, at influencer leveragedinfluence.com uh, and, and get what you need to, to start getting the media for your business right away. Also, I kind of want to end today's conversation on uh, something that we talked about earlier and uh, you are your best publicist. This idea that, you know, don't think that if you go and this, I think this is just worth mentioning. Don't think that if you get a publicist, like all of your problems are going to be solved. Like you need to be somebody who's worth drawing attention to. And that's, I think where the journey starts is being truly a great person with, with a great mission, with, a, with 
you know, start writing your story today. It's all about having that great story, but you get to write your story today. So if you don't think that you're interesting, if you don't think that you have a good story, then start writing that story today. Be interesting. Go make a difference. Go make an impact. And it's you are your best publicist, right? So start being a person of interest. Start being a person of value. And don't just expect that you can pay for this stuff and it will happen. You know, start living an interesting life and start being of value to society. That's just a thought I wanted to leave you guys with. Do you want to reflect on that? Yeah, the biggest thing here is understand that every single one of you, whoever listens to this, no matter who you are, no matter where you've been in life, you all have a story the media wants to hear. The problem is, is don't let self-doubt prevent you from sharing your story. I've met so many people who tell me they have no story. I've never met one person in my life that's lived the perfect life, that's done, like never made a mistake, never screwed up, never had something bad happen. I promise you, you have a story worth worth sharing. Just don't let that self-doubt take over. All right. Sounds good. And again, uh, head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash PR. I'll have the links in the show notes to, to sign up for these services. And how can we connect with you or how can we follow your work if, if, if that's even an option? Yeah. Just find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash leveraged influence. All right. Beautiful. Andrew O'Brien, thank you again uh, for taking the time to share your knowledge and your story. Uh, it was really inspirational and uh, for sharing this, these resources with us. Uh, there is no questioning. You are unstoppable. There you go. Another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable. Again, thank you so much, Andrew O'Brien, for sharing your inspiring story and your specialized knowledge and how to best approach the media to get this this attention, this exposure to lift up and make your restaurant unstoppable. Uh, and I think the big lesson for me, guys, public relations is all about just that relationships. It starts locally. Get involved with your community. Start developing rapport and relationships with people in your community and live intentionally create a business with a mission that makes an impact and if you can do that i have this gut feeling that the media will be knocking down your doors for a story because you're interesting who wants to do a piece on somebody who has nothing to offer who has no points of interest become interesting start writing your story today and then use the tips that andrew gave us to approach these media outlets awesome stuff and if you really want to go deeper and take your knowledge to the next level andrew teaches everything he knows you can head over to the show notes restaurantunstoppable.com slash p r and i'll link to the courses that Andrew has created right over there in the show notes. I'm making it super easy for you guys. And if you guys use my links, he is going to donate half of the proceeds. He's going to split whatever he earns. He's going to split that with me. And that's going to go back to this mission of inspiring, empowering, and transforming the industry. So please use my links and thank you in advance if you do. And I would recommend that if you don't have the time, if, if you're not interested in becoming your own publicist, but maybe you know somebody who's on your team, uh, somebody who has good people skills, who is a go-getter, delegate this to them. Buy the course and have them go through it and have them be your publicist. And why not keep this in-house? Why not have somebody on your team that during slow times can get on the computer in the office and start creating uh, opportunities for media exposure? Why not, right? So if you didn't make that an option, I hope now it is an option for you and you consider that because, uh, you know, delegation is huge in this industry. And uh, yeah, I think I've said enough. Like always, guys, please do reach out to me. Eric at restaurantunstoppable.com. Tell me who you want to hear from. Tell me how I can best serve you. Keep those five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher Radio coming. I love hearing what you guys think of the show. And also the the mission of this podcast is to inspire, empower and transform the industry I'm out there. I'm getting the stories. I'm getting the knowledge. I need your help to spread the word. So if you are finding value in this podcast, please share it. And thank you in advance if you do. All right. That's all for today. Thanks for sticking around this long. I love you all. Until next time. Peace out.